the What True Next podcast helps to build a TBR of future favorite books. In each episode, Lauren and Maine interviews authors and book influencers to recommend books they love for you to pick up today. If you're an avid reader, always looking for your next favorite read, then the show. Hi, Shayna. Welcome to What True Next podcast. Hi, thanks for having me. So happy to have you here. So tell us a little bit about yourself. So I'm an author. I'm a mom. I um, have four cats and a dog. <laughs> oh my gosh. So you're busy. Yeah. You're busy. I'm busy. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. So you write historical romance. So tell us about, were you a historical romance reader growing up? Or you were like fascinated with history? Like what led you to write historical romance? Because that's like a unique niche. Um, yeah, so I've been writing, my first historical romance was published in 2005. So I've been writing historical romance for a long time. And I think I was not a historical romance reader growing up necessarily. Mm -hmm. I started reading it in college, actually. Mm -hmm. And I just really loved Julie Garwood. And I'm sure that, you know, a lot of people love her. And um, she kind of made me want to write historical romance. And I read all of her books. And then there, I didn't have any more to read. And so I started thinking, well, I guess I'll just have to write one of my own. And so that's, yeah, that's really kind of how I got started. And so what was the process, you know, because I know like as, a, as you do it more and more, you choose a time period, it gets easier, the historical research and whatnot. But what was the process for you to start out? Because in 2005, like there was not, it's not the same amount of like accessibility that we now have um to yeah. data and information and like you know rabbit holes that you can go down no I actually I started writing in 2000 and I didn't really know anything about it I, I mean I was actually an English teacher at the time so I yeah I mean I was reading a lot of literature and I had studied it and everything and I kind of just sat down and started writing and yeah had a lot of fun with it but didn't necessarily know what I was doing I mean I would just put in whatever point of view I felt like when whatever sentence I felt like, I mean, I think in my first book, I had like the dog's point of view in there. I mean, it was just, I would just <laughs> had no craft whatsoever. And then when I got a little more serious about it, um, I would actually go to the library mm -hmm. and I would check out books. And I mean, of course I started realizing, oh, I need to research this. And we had the internet back then, but it was you know, not much was not as much was on it. And then you'd have to, you know, dial, dial up and it would be very slow and it would take forever to loan. So I would go to the library and I'd get a book on craft. Um, I'd get a book like I had on history. And then I'd look in the back of the book and I'd see which authors they cited. And then I'd go check those out. And so that's what I did. I just read, you know, all these books and all the books in the work cited to, to learn more about the period and um, to learn basically how to, how to write better. And then finally I joined some writing chapters and, um, you know, started learning more of the craft and all of that. Yeah. You're basically yeah. telling me, yeah, you're basically, you're, telling, yeah, you're basically telling me how my college experience was like. It was like you go to the library, you look for a book cited, you look for another book, you look for another book, you you cite those books, you kind of like put them all together, you know. Yeah, and, and I I go and I copy all the pages I wanted yeah. and I make a binder so I could refer back to them because you can't keep the book, you have to bring it back to the library. It's due, yeah. you know. So. Yeah, pretty much. It's like I had, I think I got rid of like even grad school, I got rid of like binders and like pages of like 
and pages upon pages like I think I had like one of those boxes where you like file boxes you have like a bunch of pages yes. I had yes. just like that for like each of the thesis you know yes. <laughs> like I was like it, you didn't have the internet like it's not the same like what we have now or it's like you can go to someone out and like libraries have archive like have databases with all the yeah. information already in there you know and you can just bookmark a page and go back and look at it now like yeah. if I saw something I didn't remember what book it was from, or I'd have to go back to the library and check it out. So, I mean, I would just copy it. Just killed thousands of trees, I'm sure. But yeah. um, Oh my gosh. All right. So how has publishing has changed since 2000, 2005 till like 2023? Because it has changed quite a bit, you know? Well, I mean, well, with the advent of um, online publishing and yeah. eBooks, I mean, that's the biggest thing. I mean, I have kind of have like a funny story when I first, so when I first published, I was with Avon and um, I actually published two contemporary romances under my real name, which is Shane Bolks, right? But then they wanted to use a pseudonym for my historical romances and which is Shana Galen. So, and that's a name that, you know, I've, I've kept writing under, but the way that they chose that name was they said, let's, you know, my, your name is Shane, so let's make a Shana, but let's look at the shelf on a bookstore and see where we'd want to shelve you. So they were like, oh, we'll put you between Gabaldon and Garwood. That'll be like a really great. So let's put, let's do Galen. Then you'll be right there. Nobody would ever do that now because mm -hmm. there aren't shelves. I mean, people do go to bookstores, but for the most part, books aren't being sold that way. So, you know, that's just one, in, one way that it's changed. You yeah. know, that my whole name was based on where I would be shelved in a bookstore. Yeah, that's fascinating because now it's like it's on it's an ebook like you know um Amazon has keywords you have to put tropes you have to put information like you gotta like gotta stop the keyword the title with a bunch of keywords of what the person's looking for so the book can be found you know um, yeah. as opposed to be like I'm just gonna browse and you you know browse and see where can I discover you you know right right and so now it's totally different you know that's just it's. I think it's harder in some ways to get discovered yeah. because it's not that same experience of just going to the bookstore and looking and saying, Oh, I love Julie Garwood. Oh, well, who's this author next door? You know? Yeah. That's, that's insane. Um, okay. So you have a wide variety of backlist titles. So for new readers, where they can start for you. Um, um, yeah, I do have a lot of backlists. I always say to start with the first in a series and I have quite a few series. Um, one of my most popular series is Lord and Lady Spy series. And that's the mm -hmm. first book in that series. So that's a great place to start. Um, and one of my most recent series is the, um, Survivor series and Third Sons of Charm is the beginning of that series. So, I mean, one of those two books I think would be a great place to start and to get kind of a feel for my writing. Perfect. And you just released a book. So tell us all about it. Save by the Bell. Oh, yes. Yeah. It just came out uh, Tuesday. So that is in another series. It's not the first in the series, but it it can be read as a standalone. And that series is about a group called the Royal Saboteurs. And they are like agents who protect the crown from um, threats domestic or international. And um, in that book, I have an agent who's actually just finished a mission. And um, he's not, you know, under any threat, but he ends up getting stabbed and circumstances happen and he gets taken to a tea shop to be cared for by a relative of his friend who uh, her and her father own this tea shop. And she really is not at all interested in nursing him. She's much more interested in, in tea and selling tea and buying tea and all of that. But of course, 
something's happening. She gets caught up in, you know, this whole intrigue around him and why he was stabbed. And there's a lot of suspense and um, romance and all of that. So. And I love the fact that your books have like a little touch of suspense. So what was the process of adding that piece of it? Because it makes it unique for historical romance. There's like a plot driven, there's like a character, like there's an arc of like, you know, of other external conflicts that happen, you know, other than the marriage mark. (laughs) Yeah, I think, I think you'll find too, like in my recommendations, I tend to like lean toward wanting to read books that have, you know, that kind of element in there. And I think it's just because, when I'm writing, I tend to get kind of bored if there's not something else happening and I'll just, I'll be writing. And then all of a sudden I'm like, Oh wait, somebody's dead. And then, you know, it, it makes it more interesting for me. I'm like, Oh my God, how did this, obviously I'm a pantser and not a plotter because this wouldn't work otherwise, but I'm like, Oh my God, why is that person dead? What happened? You know, what's going on? And then yeah. I'm more interested in moving the story forward. So it keeps me interested in it. And it's kind of what I like to read in books too. I love this. All right. So let's try some book recommendations. What kind of books do you tend to read? Well, I mean, I read a lot of romance, obviously. I do like to have something with some romance, but um, I read memoirs and biographies as well. But um, I really think I stick mostly with with romance. And do you have any book or, books to recommend our listeners to pick up? Of course. Of course. Um, so one book that I just read that is coming out March 28th. So I read an arc of it. So you can put that on your list is the Countess by Sophie Jordan. Mm -hmm. And it's in her, I think it's the scandalous ladies of London series. And that is kind of like a real housewives of (laughs) franchise type of book. So if people like the Bravo, you know, channel and and all that, that's a perfect book for them. Um, thing I really loved about this book was that I really did not know how it was going to end. I mean, and I even wanted to say to her, like, just tell me how it's going to end because I really couldn't figure out how it was going to end. It's about this society matron named True and her daughter is a debutante. And um, there's a guy named Jasper and he needs a titled bride and he is courting her daughter. And it ends up that True and Jasper start to develop feelings and um, have an attraction to each other. And I should say that True is very unhappily married to a husband who is is really not around. So I just thought, how is that possibly going to work where he's courting her daughter and she's already married and they are falling in love? So, but it does, it works and it ends in, um, really she resolves it in the best possible way. So I, the Countess is um, something that I recommend coming up this month. Oh my gosh, I'm adding that to the TBR. I knew it was like a Real Housewives take on, but you just told me of like at this angsty forbidden, you're not supposed to, you're not supposed to be together, but somehow we're going to make it work, you know? Exactly, exactly. And of course her husband is like awful. He's a horrible villain. Yeah. And, um, you know, it's, it's, it's a great book. It's a great oh, book. So good. Um, so tell us where you can find you online. Where you can find me online, um, well, everywhere, basically. I'm at my website, which is shaynagalen.com. Um, I'm on TikTok now, much to my daughter's um, absolute horror. <laughs> and um, so I'm on TikTok. I, I think it just said Shana Galen. I'm on Instagram. I mean, I'm, I'm pretty much everywhere. Facebook. Everywhere. So thank you, Shana, for being on the show. Oh, thanks for having me. I, I love the show and I was so glad to be able to come on. If you enjoyed this podcast, feel free to share with friends, subscribe, rate, and review the show. This is the easiest way to support the podcast. For a list of books mentioned and other romance recommendations, please visit whatyourrenextblog.com.
Did you know you can purchase audiobooks directly from your favorite local bookstore? With Libro.fm, you can pick up more than 250,000 audiobooks, including bestsellers and recommendations from real booksellers. You'll get the same audiobooks at the same price as the largest audiobook company, you know the name. But you'll be part of a different story, one that supports your local community. If you're new to audiobooks, there's a perfect way to squeeze into more reading to your busy life. Listen with the free Libro.fm app while you do your chores, walk your dog, relax at home. The Watch Reading Podcast has a special offer for our listeners. Get two audiobooks on Libro.fm for the price of one with your first month of membership. Use code WHATTOREADNEXT. This offer is only valid for new members in Canada and the U.S. Thank you so much for listening and have a great day.